Hey guys, and welcome to Front Row with Jackie Rowe. And do you know I had to play that because that's my eldest son's favorite record. You know, he loved this of Michael Jackson. And it's a special time right now. It's a special day. It's a special new year. It's a special new milestone, you know, because my son just turned the big 4-0. And I'll be doing a 40 question with my eldest son right now. He's about to go on vacation. So I said, what's more fitting than doing a 40 question quiz with my own son? And with no further ado, say hello to the prince. Peace, beautiful people. Peace. It's me, Prince. <laughs> Happy New Year to all. Yeah. So I'm asking Prince 40 questions. And let me just start off by just, you know, doing it all the way from the beginning to the end. And so, Prince, what is your name? Uh, Prince, my honorable name is Prince Michael Gerard Vincent. And what's your mother's name? Don't give my middle name. Jacqueline C. Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your father's name? Leslie Gerard Vincent. And what's your date of birth, Prince? January 8th of 1980. It was yesterday. Perfect. Yay! And now, where were you born, Prince? Uh, St. Mary's Hospital in Brooklyn, Crown Heights. Yes, there you go. And uh, you was born what hospital? St. Mary's. Right, okay. What day were you born on? A Tuesday. What time were you born? 11.18 p.m. What's your grandmother's name? Hazel Rowe. What's your grandfather's name on your father's side? Uh, Lavender Vincent. Hmm. So, give me an idea. What was the special? What was a special time in your childhood around four years old? Around four to six. Around four. Well, my father was there. Um, yeah, my father I'm was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah, father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely, right. definitely. My father was around then, so that was definitely special. Um, if not the most special. Um, Having your father around. Yeah, I guess that's a, in a nutshell, that would be. But, um, you know, always have my own room. You know, um, toys. I was the only child, too, at that time. So, um, yeah, just being with you and my father, that was, like, real, you know, special. My cousins, you know, uh, Tanika and PJ, mm-hmm. you know. And so what was your happy place back then? Um, Just being in my room, you know. Um, I had, you know, playing my video games. Mm-hmm. Um, So basically my room, you know. My friends would come over, you know, my cousins would come over. Um, but definitely in my room, you know, because I, you know, I was able to just to be free. Just let my mind run wild, you know? Mm-hmm. And your decors in your room were like you always used to talk. Oh, yeah. So, like, my rooms were, like, based off of whatever the big movie was at the time. So, I had, like, Star, Star when Star Wars was out, I had, like, the whole Star Wars set, the curtains, the pillows, um, the sheets. Um, I remember E.T., <laughs> when ET was out, I had the curtains, the sheets, and you know my in my room, my bed was next to these uh, two big closets. They was actually behind the bed, so you know I used to be scared. I used to always sleep with the lights on because <laughs> I used to you know think ET was in the closet, based off of the movie scene. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What was your favorite cartoon shows back then? Uh, back then, um, around that time in '84, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, so um, Woody Woodpecker, you know Woody Woodpecker. That was mine too. Uh, Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. you know, 
like that, yeah. Because, yeah, I was, yeah, I was four years old at that time. Yeah, four to six years old, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of the games, what were some of the games that you had then? Oh, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Around that era, Nintendo, you know. Okay. And that was big because Nintendo had the little robot that came with it. And, um, you know, everybody would want to come by my house and play it. I was probably, yeah, I was the first one to have it mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. So name four shows you grew up watching around that age, or maybe around 10. Oh, yeah, girl. All right, so then around that time, definitely um, Different Strokes, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, Webster, um, What's Happening, or oh, What's Happening, uh, yeah, What's Happening, um, what's another one, the fourth, it was so much shows, I used to be, I used to, you know, when you're home, you watch a right, lot. Right, um, right, so just give me four real quick. Sesame Street. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. And um, did what was your favorite pets? A uh, dog. Okay. Though I, you know, my aunt Alice, you know, she had cats and stuff, but uh, dogs. Mhm. How many pets did you own as a child? Man, I had several. Let me see. I had gerbils at one point. Mm-hmm. I had gerbils, hamsters. I had rabbits. Um, you know, dogs. Even had a snake. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. turtles, fish. Um, yeah. So I want to say I've had probably around ten. Yeah, around 10. All right, do you remember some of your designer clothes that I used to dress you in as a child? What was one of your favorite ones? Let's see if you remember this one. One of my favorite ones? Mm-hmm. But dude, just name some of the designer clothes that I used to dress you in up, up from maybe 8 to 10. Uh, you had uh, Guess. You had Benetton. Um, you had uh, Gucci. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. My favorite, which I still wear, one of my favorites is Polo. Mm-hmm. Um... You had um, Aris Pastel was um, big. Um, we said around eight, ten, right? I had so that I had the damage, the used, um, mm-hmm. um, everything. I had um, God, um, Ocean Pacific. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a little bit before then. Um, Oh, oh, Izod, yeah, La Costa. Yeah, La Costa. You actually grew up in that. From yeah, Izod, the alligator, yeah. And then there was La Costa. this one, I can't remember, uh, with the little um, pirate guy. What was the name that of was that? That was Ocean Pacific, I believe. With the little, no, the little pirate. What's the name? I forgot that name. Um, with the Panama Jack. Yeah, with the ha- yeah, yeah, that was Ocean. I believe that was the Ocean Pacific symbol. Oh, okay. Then it was. Okay, so what was your, um, what is one of you, what is your favorite holidays? My favorite holidays? Mm-hmm. I don't really don't have no favorite holidays because I believe holidays should holidays should be something celebrated every day. You know, you should give thanks every day, give a gift. You don't have to when be. When you the, were little, these are the. Oh, when I were little. little. Yeah, oh. when you were little, what was your favorite holiday? Because we're going on. Oh the yeah, so when I was little. Question nineteen. Well, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can say Christmas. that. And what did you like sure. most about Christmas? Oh, all the gifts, <laughs> all the mm-hmm. gifts, all the toys, all the clothes. And I'm gonna ask yeah. you, what were your traditional stuff that I used to give you every Christmas with everything else you got? Let's see if you remember that. Uh, pajamas, um, underclothes. That's the underclothes. That's including socks, underwears, <laughs> t-shirts. Um, that was that. That went with everything. Um, breakfast. Mm-hmm. Big breakfast with the eggnogs and the eggs and the pancakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was followed by dinner. But definitely, besides the basic, you know, all the name brand clothes and the toys, mm-hmm. the the pajamas. Because, you know, we had to get dressed up you know, to take pictures mm-hmm. and things like that. But what was your favorite toy? Which would, which was one of your favorite toys? The race, the race uh, car. Uh, 
the race tracks, the race, uh, the, what is it, the race, yeah, the race tracks, the, the race car tracks. race tracks, and you guys set it up, mm-hmm. because you know you would open up all these gifts, and then at the end that would be the gift that you have to set up, and then you could play with somebody with that but then you know i would run through it because i would have that one minute then i would jump back to the video games mm-hmm. then to my oh my um figurines the toy men mm-hmm. you know the thundercats mm-hmm. um voltron voltron was big mm-hmm. um man thundercats voltron he-man the whole masters of the universe set that was my thing mm-hmm. definitely okay can you name some of your birthday themes Masters of the Universe was one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a He-Man birthday party. Mm-hmm. I always had a crown, you know? I always wore, like, a crown mm-hmm. during my birthday. Um, um, let me see. I remember the He-Man vividly. Whatever cartoons were out. I remember I used to have Halloween parties, too. Right. But I definitely remember the He-Man. Um, did I have an Incredible like a, uh, Incredible Hawk? No, I had the Incredible Hawk, the big, like, like that life-size toy chest of the Incredible Hawk. Um, Masters of the Universe. Oh, it was, um, God, what was it? It was, uh, um, it was, um, was it the Thundercats? The Thundercats. Yeah, it was the Thundercats. Mm-hmm. I had Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, because I used to love the Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Um, G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. G.I. Joe. Probably had like a G.I. Joe. It's something I'm leaving out, because I'm getting mixed up with the Halloween parties. Mm-hmm. But I remember Masters of the Universe. That was my theme. And the turtle, you had Ninja Turtles parties. Oh, that was Antonio who had the Ninja Turtle. No, you had one too. I had a Ninja Turtle one. You had a Ninja Turtle party. I, I remember I was going to see the Ninja. That was one of my movies to go see at the time. But you had a Ninja Turtle party. So I pro- too. Yeah. probably was Antonio, but yeah, more so me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, more so me. It was definitely um, Masters of the Universe and Thundercats. Definitely, I remember those. Can you name some of the best toys that you had as you're talking about that? I actually still got this battle horse from the Masters of the Universe set. Mm-hmm. And I had that had to be that toy has to be over 35 years old. So definitely my He-Man toys. Anything with He-Man was crazy. So my He-Man, um, I'm talking about before I got into the video games. Mm-hmm. So this is before I got into the video games. So we're talking about um the He-Man's, the um the uh, the Kung Fu Grip G.I. Joe's. Um oh man, um this, I like this piano thing, similar to what Tom Hanks had in Big, mm-hmm. where you could plug it up and you could walk on it and it made noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about your little record player you had? Oh, oh, the Fisher-Price record player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, that, that's back, though. That's when I was five. That's like when I was five, four. Mm-hmm. The uh, Fisher-Price, my first uh, phonograph, I believe it was, from Fisher-Price. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would take like the Jackson 5 45s, well, Michael Jackson 45s and play it. Mm-hmm. Lionel Richie, all of that. that. That right there was like the first. That was the first. That's like my little turntable. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's back when I was five. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So what does the 80s, what what did the 80s mean to you back then? The 80s was great. That's, you know, that was like the, that was my foundation. I was born in 1980. So in the 80s, I remember just people and, and love and everybody coming by the house. And, you know, you were a young kid, so you just happy to have people around, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um... Everybody, you know, everybody was just fly. <laughs> you know, when I look back, everybody was fly. And when I think back, when I, you know, look back in hindsight, and, the, you know, my elders, they my elders now, they were pretty young doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. People was like 16, 17, and, yeah, you know. That was my age. Yeah, you know, <laughs> two, three cars, you know, jury, money, you know, everything. It was just, it was real fast, you know, but it was love. 
It was love, you know? It was love. But everything moved fast, but it was exciting, in other words. It was real exciting. Name something that you remember um, about being, be, me being in the house and you just being um, blown away by it, by, you know, just something that was like, wow, like you just like, you know, said, oh my God, like I can't believe that this is happening. Like an experience of me being in the house with you with either your father or something that you remembered. Like, um, man, I guess, um, when special it, moment. Yeah. Uh, let me see, like a special moment. Mm-hmm. Man, it's so much of them. Oh, yeah, just name the one that's, um, your moment. Yeah, man. I'm four. trying to think. I want to say like a real, a real. You have I, opportunity I, to give one or two more. You have, you know, this is your moment. So see what you, you know, reminiscing them back on. Yeah, I mean, um, I remember, huh? Good. Um, man, it's just so much. But I remember when we was living like in a F10, and I remember I was like um, in the fifth grade. I was in 152 Annex. And I remember coming home one day, you know, rest in peace to uh, Pop. And I remember coming home one day and I remember I had like, all like, it was like whatever line that I guess had put out that time, I guess the, the jumper with the farmer pockets mm. and all of that. So I remember I came home and I had like the whole guest collection, yeah. you know what I mean? With a bike, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a bike. You know, it was just things like that, you know, but shout out to Pop. It was, um, he did, he did, he did come. And, um, that's really, um, amazing that you remember that. That's a beautiful Yeah, I remember that because I remember, you know, it was like a transition from, for us, because we was moving off of 21st into a smaller apartment. And I remember, you know, I was going to school and I remember coming home and all that was there for me. But, you know, it was always things like that. So it's, um, but that was a special day. Yeah, I guess that holds more. Yeah, he came and yeah. took me shopping, and right a couple uh, months after that, he passed away. But uh, God rest his pe- God may his soul rest in peace. And wow, I, I that was I can't even really remember that, but yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember that. Was that was one of the greatest, um, you know, guys out there doing their thing back then. So moving forward, um, you know, did you like school growing up as a child, Prince? Yeah, school was cool. School, school, school was cool. Yeah, I like school. Mm-hmm. School was cool. I can say I like, yeah, school was cool. What was your favorite subject? History. Okay. History, and, and definitely. Why? Science. Um, because I like, you know, I like to understand things. So I felt like definitely the science it, it, exp- uh, gave explanation to things that was in my mind that I had questions about, you know, how would they form or how, to, how does this happen and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. History is because always, you know, that's to coincide with the science. You know, I just wanted to know, what, you know, where what are people origins and what is life like in this part of the world and, you know, where did this curriculum originate from and things of that nature. So I used to always love hearing about things like that. What was your dreams um, to be growing up, you know, growing up in those, at that era, that time? What did you want to become? Mm, when I was in school? Yeah, what did you want to become when you were... Oh, a writer. Like that's that, especially right, like when right, I got like right, into Langston Hughes, started. yeah. When I got into like Langston Hughes and things like that, you know, James Baldwin and things of that nature, definitely a writer. Mm-hmm. Anything with creative writing, you know, that's was, what led to the the whole rapping right. and the whole hip hop thing. I was trying to lead to that. Okay, and who inspired you? Who was your favorite writer? 
But while my favorite writer was Langston Hughes, my favorite rapper at that time was Nas. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I heard Nas, but Langston Hughes. But what happened was I had started reading Langston Hughes, but I had fell in love with Donald Goins. Mm-hmm. That's where I got you know Donald Goins. And definitely. Why? Because of your... Yeah, because you know. You had the books. My father had gave you the books, and then I started reading the books. And when I was like in high school, it was like a like a craze. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Around that time, for some reason, everybody had just got up on the Donald Goins books. You know, because right. those books was originally published like in the seventies. But right. when I was in the school, when I was you know the nineties, yeah, that was the nineties. Yeah, wow, it came so long ago. <laughs> but yeah, the nineties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we was reading the Donald Goins books for real. Right. What was your favorite meal when you was a child? Oh, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and golden corn. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, what was your favorite lunch? My favorite lunch? Mm-hmm. I used to like, um, believe it or not, I used to like, um, oh, frank and beans. Mm-hmm. I used to like frank and beans a lot. What was your tuna, favorite? Uh, tuna, tuna fish, tuna yeah. fish sandwiches. What was your favorite breakfast? Um, eggs, pancakes, and, you know, bacon. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite cereal? Oh, I used to like... Um, I used to like, I used to like like the colorful cereals. Believe it or not, I used to like the um, Captain the, Crunch. Captain Crunch, but I used to like the um, what's the one? The uh, the, the um, the uh, the berries. It was Captain Crunch, but the Frankenstein one. Yeah, they had different. Um, yeah, the little, berries. Um, yeah. that came out those times. The berries, the cookies, um, the cookie crisp. Mm-hmm. Those was good, but um, definitely yeah, um, Captain Crunch and Cheerios. What do you remember most about your father? Um, he was always reading something, always reading something, and he loved to watch sports. Mm-hmm. What did you like about him most? Just being around him, you know, because it was such like a little little time, but that little time meant so much. Um, mm-hmm. he was so calm and cool, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never, I can't remember him ever hitting me or anything. Like he was real calm and collective, you know, mm-hmm. real cool. What do you love most about your mother? Ah, it's her strength. Everything she's been through, yeah, her strength. What? Oh, oh if, you, if, you, if you had three wishes, what would it be? If I had three wishes, mm-hmm. what would it be? Um, the first one, that everybody that, that I love would be happy and mm-hmm. feel complete in, in themselves. Um, second... Um, that a couple of, um, you know, so much people to name, but a few uh, uh, intricate people, <laughs> you know, uh, to my life that's no longer here physically, I would wish they were here, you know? Um, and third, um, I mean, it's probably a generic answer, like, like real peace, but um, let me see, third? What my third wish would be? <laughs> what third wish? Um... Um, let me see. Because, you know, yeah, world peace, man. Just peace. Just peace in the world. Mm-hmm. What makes you happy now? Waking up every day. Good. What would you change about your life? I wouldn't change anything. What would you say to Prince um, now at your age, to your to your Prince, to, to Prince at 10 years old? At 10 years old? Don't fear anything. Don't second guess things. Be more confident. Um, and uh, insecurities are just an illusion. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and what would you want people and how would you want people to remember you by always always on the right side of things righteous righteous individual you know how people uh, see you that's their vision of you but um, you know I would hope they would say that you know through it all he was a, you know he always strived to be righteous in everything that he did Okay, now that you have your brother in your life, how do you feel having a sibling? For six years, you were only child. Now, what is, what would, how, well, let me slow down. How does it feel having a younger brother now? Oh, man, I had a younger brother now for over, let me see, for 34, for 34 years. So, um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a beautiful because you have somebody, you actually have like a duplicate of you, in a sense, you know? You have somebody that comes from the, and I, in my case, the same mother and father as me, so, you know, it's like an extension of me, in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's my brother, yeah. That's good. Now, in your son, you have um, you have two kids. You have your oldest daughter, uh-huh. and you have your, um, your son. Now, how do you feel as a parent? Did you ever, well, well, no, because I actually use questions to, to just retrospect, look at me and your father as parent. Now you are a parent. How do you feel about being a parent? Do you understand the, the meaning of parenting? Yeah, it's different. Until you're a parent, you really don't get it. <laughs> okay. You really don't get it. You, know, you have to really uh, be living it, you know? Mm-hmm. You can have an idea. You can have knowledge of it. But you have to, you know, go to the experience to really understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really no uh, rule book to it, but um, it's a beautiful thing. It could be, it could be scary at times, you know, because you're always worrying about your kids. But um, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. It is definitely a beautiful thing. And so your education, um, you went all the way up to what grade? I'm, let's go back there real quick. For the college. Mm-hmm. And you have a, a, a degree in what? Oh, business management. Okay, and now you are, you've been working for how many years? Do you understand, you know, the, the beauty of having a job when... Yeah, because I know what it's like when you don't have a job, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely having a job is a plus, you know. It's, you know, you know you have, uh, you know, some type of revenue coming in to pay your bills, mm-hmm. you know. What's your yes, Prince? My yes? Mm-hmm. What is my yes? Anything that feels natural, anything I don't got a question, is like a yes to me. What's your no? Anything that I got a question, anything that I feel, you know, that I feel hesitant about. Well, no, let me rephrase that. Nothing I feel hesitant about. Anything that's just against, you know, just against what's righteous, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And your righteousness is? Living, um, living, living negative free, you know, and it's short, always staying on the positive side of things, you know. Mm-hmm. If you had 20 or say maybe uh, two million dollars, what would be the first thing you would do with it? I would definitely invest, I guess, okay, I would definitely invest like a cure for cancer, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely what I would do. But, I, you know, I don't know if I would go, like, more... I, me, I know I would probably go more of the holistic. Right? I would invest in the 
the alternative science for a better choice of words. And what is your message to world peace right now in order for us to have that? You know, if you are in place, if you was the president, what would be the first thing you would put in place? Man, there's so much to put in place, but I think Just what one. I... People to be more—I mean, it really can't be a law. It should just be a natural thing for people to be more kind to each other. You know. Beautiful. That's my forty questions to my son Prince, and you heard it. Front row with Jackie Rowe and Prince Vincent. Thank you, Prince. That was excellent. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and um, remember to love yourself first. This is a new year. See your vision, you know, and write it down and bring it to fish, bring it to fruition. So thank you again. And Prince, tell me your handles. Yes, yeah, me, the wise Prince. That's at Twitter. That's D-A underscore W-I-S-E underscore P-R-I-N-C-E. I'm on Twitter. And on Facebook, it's uh, Prince Michael G. Vincent, my actual government, my honorable name. <laughs> and tell them when you're going to come out with your podcast that you want to start doing. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming this quarter. And actually. his book, guys. I'm going to put it's this, this accountable to all accountable actions on him because he needs to get his book out. Yeah, it's coming this quarter. Mm. I'm just being, I'm being, I'm being real reserved about it right now, but it's coming. All right. Thank you. I love you. That was my son, Prince Vincent. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in soon for more Front Row with Jackie Rowe. Hey, what's up, y'all? I know you haven't heard from me for a minute, but... You know, it's the first of the month and you try to get everything together as far as, you know, the first quarterly stuff out, trying to see where you're going to get some dockets at, you know, and so it becomes a little bit tedious because you get real focused and you just start planning and, you know, strategically putting things in order. So, yeah, you're front row with Jackie Rowe and I'm going to bring you in on a few things right now. Um, first, I'm saddened. And very destructive. Heard about, you know, the passing of one of the greatest athletes of all time, Kobe Bryant, and his beautiful daughter. You know, it's just so tragic, the things that, you know, we have to feel, you know, in, in life. And then, you know, I, I say a lot in some of my podcasts, it's all about feelings, you know what I mean? It's, it's these, these emotional imbalance that we have in our bodies is really profound, you know, because we're taught to love on one level, then we're taught to be, you know, sad, and then we're taught to hate, and we're taught to be all these many, you know, feelings, you know, of, of our body that's compensative of all these things, but it, it, it was very tragic, and it's very sad, you know what I mean, because I'm a sports lover, and I love basketball, and I love, the only basketball player I've ever loved was Michael Jordan, maybe because we're both Aquarians. And we're both born February 17th, and um, he was just the best. He was the best that ever did it to me. And then Kobe came along, and, you know, I watched Kobe for, like, you know, five, six years, and I was like, yo, this young guy's a beast. But, you know, I never really put it out there because that era where I used to love basketball was during the time when the Lakers was really, well, you know, the Lakers was hot with Kobe, but it was them times where, you know, when Michael Jordan was playing, so I was more into it. But I was just so saddened to just hear about 
what had happened and how it happened. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's dreadful because I traveled the world for like 20-something years with Mike, and we were always on in and out of planes and just, but I was, always had a phobia of flying. I've always prayed. i always been like, God, I don't want to go this way. And you know what I mean? Like, just to see the way that day passed, you know what I mean? I, I can only imagine that, you know, he, from knowing him, I could see that he was a great father. And I mean, could you, I just, you know, I try to picture it in my mind. I don't know the other families, and I know we're all stuck on Kobe, Kobe, Kobe and his daughter, but my heart goes out to the rest of the people that were in that helicopter, you know what I mean? And I just, I wouldn't, I don't know, I can't fathom that, because, you know, you think about ways that you're going to pass on, you know what I mean? Are you going to die from a disease? Are you going to suffer? Are you going to get hit by a car? Are you going to get, you know, die from falling out the sky? You know, you know, you just think sometimes all these days, and especially when you're up in age, you start really thinking about how are you going to die, you know what I mean? So these are things that people think about it, you kind of have a real consciousness of it because, you know, one day we know it's going to happen. But in the, you know, in, in the meanwhile, I just wanted to say, I just was, you know, observing so much like the last ending of last year into now, you know, and I couldn't wait for, oh my God, for that decade, the past 20, I mean, 2019, oh my God, because there's so many people that passed away at the end, and here we are in a brand new, you know, decade, brand new month, and of course, tragedy follows. I mean, you know, yeah, I get it. We're born to die, and some people don't take care of themselves, or it's just the time, and this and that, whatever, but it just has you thinking, you know, you really start analyzing a lot of things in life, like, you know, what is it all about? You know what I mean? Really, what is it all about? And, you know, we don't tend to take the time out to really, really take things into more, you know, perspective on how we need to be with each other. We need to be more loving. You know, we need to do more things, you know what I mean, together because we we say it, but we don't act. And everybody, oh, life is short, da-da-da-da-da-da. But what do we do in the interim, you know what I mean, when we are talking about life is short? What, What changes are you making? What are you doing to make something different? What are you doing to make an impact, you know what I mean? Like when people say life is short, life is short, yeah, but okay, all right, we know, okay, some people might, you know, say I have a bottle of perfume, I try to save it because it smells good, but now after this, a death or something, oh, I'm going to spray that perfume every day because I don't know when I'm going to spray it. Okay, I get that part of it, but I don't know. I've just been watching so many people that I know, you know, real well, and it's like, you know, it's just like they're just here, just standing and taking up space and just existing, and not doing nothing. And then what really hurts me is that the majority of them are just being so fucking selfish, just so evil. Like I just, you know, it makes you look at people like, wow, you know, it it makes you wonder like, you know, when something happened to you in your life, you really don't even want these people to even come around your, you know, your passing, you know what I mean? Or even be in the, 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 the presence of your passing because when you look at people while you're alive and you can see the things they do why would you want to be why would you want to be a part of someone's passing 
You know what I mean? Like, you got to really watch the people that's in your equation. Like, people are saying now, oh, give me my flowers, me while I'm alive, and da-da-da-da-da-da, and all that stuff. No, it's not about giving your flowers. It's about you acting accordingly, you know, so people can remember you or remember some good things that you have done. You know what I mean? Because none of this means anything, really and honestly. It's all about... You know, the day when you do get, you know, laid to rest. Like Kobe, people are now starting to see him in a different light, just like they did with Nipsey. It's sad that it's taken death for people to wake up and to look at people for who they really are. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, people need to look and get to understand people for who. Everybody just take everybody for granted. Everything is just lightly. Everything is okay. And, you know, then they go right back to the same thing. Like nothing happened. You get one, two days of all this and that, but then... You know, the effectiveness of what happened should have shucked something in you to say, let me try to make a change. Let me reach out to so-and-so. Let me check on this lady and see if she's okay. She got any food or she need anything. You know what I'm saying? Are we doing anything different? Like, you know what I mean, with our life? Or we're just sitting there, like I said, just existing and watching people and just don't know how to reach out. I don't know why people are so afraid or then they're so, you know, mad. Like I've always asked this, why are people so angry? You know what I mean? If you're that angry, try to figure out how you can be on hang, on, on angry. You know what I mean? Like how can you change this process? You know what I mean? That's what we need to find out in our lives. Like, you know what I mean? What can I do differently? How am I going to do something differently? How am I going to do something to make a grand statement to change my life? You know what I mean? I don't, I, I just, I just think that people are just so, let me say, let me try to find the right guy. Just, I, you know, there's nothing really, you know, I said, not people, some people are just fucking users and they're so full of shit. You know what I mean? Like they, they just, they're just, they're like fucking black crows. You know, like in my country, it's just these black crows are just sitting there, just waiting on people to do bad and to just dig into their skin as they see them doing bad. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's horrible. This out here is very nasty. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's just, you know, in New York, but it's just uh, the aura, everything is just not a good look. It's just pathetically nasty. It's just, uh, everybody is... um you know, ratting and raging, it's like a race, you know what I mean, to be seen and to be heard, but what are you really saying, you know what I'm saying, a kudos to the ones that are sending a message, are doing things to, you know, to be seen in the right, you know, light, and are doing things to help people, you know what I mean, that's cool, but for the rest of you all out out there, man, you know what I'm saying, it's sad, man, and I know this is hitting some people, and whoever listening, because it's real, like, you know, we, you know, people just dick riding certain things, like the shit, something, oh, I just be looking at certain things and I be like, wow, I'll even watch dudes. Like, you know, dudes be dick writing other dudes shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, wow, really? You know what I mean? Then you got the other dude over here that's struggling and asking you to help him to do something. And you won't even do that. But you'd rather go and ride this other dude dick. And I'm going, wow. It's just nasty out here. It's just terrible, man. We got to do better as people. It's just, just really... It's just nasty. It's just really, I just, I just had to come in and talk for a minute because, you know, I talk to my son. That's my best friend. We talk about a lot of things, and I'm like, damn, man, it's just pathetically just a disgrace to the human race, man. 
you know, it's sad. I don't even, I, I just want to disappear from everybody sometimes because I don't even want to be a part of the bullshit. You know what I mean? But you can't act empathetic. You know, some people are like, oh, you know, people are out here, you know, putting up things about Kobe Bryant and they don't even know him. That's the same how you go in the store and you buy something from a motherfucker that you don't even know, like Gucci Prada, you know, YSL, all this other shit that, you know, Balenciaga. Y'all don't know these motherfuckers, but y'all go buy their shit and y'all wear their fucking clothes every fucking day. Have you ever met these niggas? No. So, you know, how dare people go around talking about, oh, everybody don't know. That's called people with compassion that have a heart. You know what I mean? That have kids, that that feel for someone that felt, you know, someone that was great. That was a great human being. He he has attributed a lot to society. That nigga was a beast. Excuse my French. You know what I'm saying? He turned it up when he was ready. He played a hell of a game. You know what I mean? He made it. He he made being best great. You know, being great, you know, phenomenal. Being phenomenal, you know, um, fantastic. Being fantastic, marvelous. Being marvelous, spectacular. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you go on. You know, he did that. You know what I mean? Just like all the other Michaels. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, these dudes are uh, just great. Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Michael Ty- uh, Michael, um, Mike Tyson. You know, uh, Michael Jackson. Always called the three greats. These people put their life on what they believed in to be the best. You know what I mean? You know what it is to be the best of something? So when we lose and we, and we hear certain things about people that are human beings that are great humans that have done something and opened up a a pathway for us to see that we can do it we have to feel some type of sense you know I mean of you know loss or compassion so for all the nasty dirty people out here that's just maliciously unhappy with their self you know maybe you need to take heed and look at some of the great people that's dying that has passed away. You know, this is not nothing new. We had other great peoples that passed, but what have we learned from them? You know what I'm saying? That's the question. What are you learning? What are you going to do different today that you didn't do yesterday? That's what you need to, 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 to think about. Because, man, whew, it's just it's just crazy right now. It's just a crazy friggin', you know. I try not to get on social media and um, a lot of these other things because I'm trying to really focus on, like I said, I'm working on my brand. I'm working on, you know, my things done before I really come out. You know, my birthday's next month, so I really wanted to just really come out the right way. After a 10-year kind of like, you know, falling back, even though I was active, I could have been more proactive. But, you know, everything, you know, takes time. And when it's your time, it's your time, you know. You know, when you're destined for greatness, can't nobody stop that, period. So I really just don't be wanting to do too much. I really try to be seldomly underneath the radar. You know, I pop out every now and then, you know what I mean? Just to show people that I'm active, but I'm not going to be doing too much. You know, I don't want to do too much until it's time for me to be doing all that extra stuff. But other than that, you know, it just, you just take a step back. You see a lot when you take a step back. You just analyzing, you know, just watch from afar and just check people out. You really see who everybody is. 
You know, we can't see them when we're dead. So it's a great thing to be able to see everybody for what they are and who they are because everybody is watching everybody, sidelining, acting like they care, but they don't care. They only care about themselves. You know what I mean? They want to be, like I tell people all the time, you know, realtors, you know, a lot of y'all people just can't get past my past. You know what I mean? And it's sad. You know what I mean? It's like people don't understand like I'm a woman that would love to help any and anybody so they can get to wherever they want to get to in their life I'm a team player you know I'm never a hate I'm a congratulator but I can't say that for some people because people you know they know certain things you're trying to do but they won't even say let me help to put two things no they'll they'll rather go and help somebody else you know what I mean to and, and make to make it seem like they don't even want you a part of what they you know what what you're trying to do what they're doing, period. They'd rather do it with someone else and they always get shitted on. You know what I mean? They always get shitted on. That's when you go outside the box. We know with bad intentions. You go outside the box with great intentions to bring back something in the box, then you good. But when you try to go against the grain, the shit always messes up because your intentions are fucked up. You know, but Hey, one thing about me, my, my consultant is not to be told anymore. Like I said, you know, people want to know what I know, you know, contact me. Yes, as a consultant, you can actually contact me, you know, and um, we can take it from there. You know, I'm a business consultant. I'm a life coaching, you know, um, consultant. And, and, and that's what people don't understand about me because, you know, I have so much different things that I do and I don't really promote it out there. No, because, you know, I'm I'm the type of person that want to just build my foundation the right way, you know what I mean, until I can really say, yeah, this is what it is. I'm not saying I'm not talking about my business because, you know, I'm always promoting what I do. But every day is a new day. And when you think about, you know, things that you want and you see things clearer, you want to be the best. That's why, you know, it affects certain people's like on Kobe Bryant, because he was destined for granted. He was he was a beast. He just wanted to be the best. He sat and he studied, you know, same thing with Mike. They sit and they study. They, you know, they do research, you know what I mean? And that's where I'm trying to be. I don't want to be out too much. I just want to do the research and being great, you know, making strategic move, you know, because I see everybody doing the same thing, but no one is coming together. People are, they're doing little stuff here and there, but it's just not what we need to be doing. The unity is just not electrifying, you know? So, hi, you know, that's me. I just wanted to just, like I say, breeze through, tap in. Again, my deepest condolence go out to Kobe Bryant. His wife, man, she can't grief right now. It's sad. You know, we got to grief for her. She can't talk right now. We got to talk for her. You know, we can't, you know, she can't do a lot right now. She's totally messed up. So say a prayer for her, man, and keep that lady in your prayer because she's going to need all the prayers in the world. All right, it's your girl, Jackie Rose. Stay amazing. You know what I'm saying? Love yourself. Be inspired. And thank you for being the best part of Front Row with Jackie Rowe. That's it. You know, I don't really have a long session today. But I just wanted to, um, to just tap in like I always do. All right? You guys be good. Bye.